once you see results and you see, okay, this is starting to look different or this is fitting different, even if the number on the scale isn't moving, seeing changes in your body every day, if not every week, you know that something's going right. Hi, my name is Cherie and this is Life is Cherry. Hey everybody, welcome back to Fitness Friday. I'm really excited to join you guys and be back this week. It's been a couple weeks for me. We actually showed a replay last week and I've been sick for a couple weeks. So it's kind of affected a lot of things in my life and getting my kids back to school. I know a lot of you guys are dealing with that, um, but kids are back in school. Kids are happy. So let's get started for Fitness Friday. And I'm going to join on, well, I'm going to have of course, my friend Coach Idris joined me today, so I'm going to play his intro. So here you go. And let me introduce you to my friend Coach Idris. He is a National Academy of Sports Medicine certified personal trainer with 25 years experience. Idris specializes in women's fitness through NASM. He is a nutritional counselor, certified EMT and LVN. He has worked helping hundreds of clients from high school to professional athletes and housewives to CEOs of companies to achieve their weight loss and fitness goals. He is the former 2002 Mr. USA bodybuilding champion with 20 years of competition experience. He's also an Air Force military veteran where he served in Desert Storm as a combat medic. Everybody help me welcome my friend, Coach Idris. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah! Listen to the crowd. Listen, do you hear that crowd? Woo! You gotta give me one of those um, sound boxes. Right? I might add that on there. <laughs> Just to pump us up a little bit. I added the music on because I'm like, I'm such a music person. Like, it gets me in the mood, right? Like, it gets me yeah. all picked up. <laughs> I think she's, I think, she's, I think uh, Bailey might be able to join us. She's like, will it see me or just over the phone? <laughs> Podcast. It's not a, this isn't the 60s, but it's only radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or 30s. What's that? 30s? 30s. 30s. Yeah, that was a while ago. <laughs> Before yeah, my yeah. time, that's for sure. Before your time. Yeah, before too. my time, too, I hope. <laughs> this may be a harder conversation if it was during your time. Exactly. It's not, yeah, it started out great till we got to that. Right. <laughs> like, oh, pre-TV. Like, your grandkids try to like help you back on. <laughs> yeah, pre, pre-TV. <laughs> hey, I did have a black and white TV when I was younger, though, actually. Yeah. Then we, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So, yeah. Wow. That's kind of. Oh, that was kind of late in the game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I that was how we had our own TVs, right? Because color TVs were expensive back then, and they were like the big boxes, right? So Let me see. Because you're talking, you're talking the 90s, right? Yeah. So, like, probably late 80s, early 90s, I had, like, a little box antenna black and white Late TV. 80s? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was handed down to me from all my siblings, right? I'm the youngest of six, so I got all of their yeah, fun. You get the tiny TV with the big magnifying glass in front of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see it. You know, it's not, they have TVs like that. I mean, the TV itself is like the size of this, but they have 
a magnifying glass that was off of it that kind of made it bigger to watch. Really? Yeah. I don't think I had one of those. I didn't have one of those either. We did have a, I, did have a, I did have a hanger sticking out of the back of my TV trying to get reception. Yeah. Yeah, that's like one thing I always think about those small things that we used to have to deal with when we were younger. Yeah, right? we used to make our little sister like, hold, take it over there. Okay, stay right there. Don't move. <laughs> yep. I can't I see the that. TV. It's okay. Um, I'll tell you what's happening. <laughs> oh, it looks like Bailey's here. So oh, good, 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 good. Add her on. Give me a thumbs up, Bailey, if you're ready to join us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is, the most, this is the most energetic person on the planet right here. Even, <laughs> even on low carbs, she can do this. I love it. <laughs> Little speaks, then it might be a different story. <laughs> so, yeah, so she, we're going to have you on because she wanted to kind of talk about last weekend. So I was thinking maybe it's coming from me. It's kind of, I can go into it a little bit, but I'd like for you to kind of talk about your first experience at a oh. show and what you saw and what you're looking forward to. But go ahead, Shira. You, you, yeah. you move it up. So actually, I'm kind of just interested for all of our viewers because they've never met you before. Kind of tell us who you are, what your journey is, and how you know Idris. For sure. I actually, well, I met Idris at the VA. So I'm very happy that, you know, just happened to meet him. We were talking. I was doing a lot of CrossFit at the time. And we were talking and I said, I haven't really hit my goals here or here. And he asked me about my nutrition and I told him the good old, I'm counting my macros thing. And he's like, oh, well, how's that working for you? But not very great, it turned out. So um, we met up and then he just kind of really got an idea of where I wanted to be, kind of what I wanted my physique to really look like because I did, I've always liked being active. I like working out, but I never really had the look that I wanted. And so working with him, he just got my diet right, even just how we're doing as far as the different workouts and paying attention to form and things like that. So it's definitely benefited me more than I ever have before. So it's been great. There's, of course, up and downs, you know, but I think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's killer. I love that. Yeah, the show was fun too, seeing just – I have never, I'm very new into the whole bodybuilding thing. So I ask Idris, I have how many questions a day, probably. <laughs> things. I'm like, day. chill out. <laughs> I got to work on my posing. Chill out. Yeah, he's like slow down. I'm like, well, what about this? Like, can I wear my hair in a ponytail? Like nobody had their hair in a ponytail. Am I allowed to do oh that? <laughs> I got to move my hair. Yeah, like what am I supposed to do here? What do I do with this? And so it was fun though seeing. And it also, it definitely like pumped me up to actually seeing it and then being like, okay, I can do this. Like, okay, what makes this person different than me? Just the will to get up in the morning and go, you know, do some cardio or just making the decision every single meal that this is going to be my four ounces of chicken and my two cups of vegetables, you know, just staying with it. Every single meal, every single day, every single week. How did we get? How did we get there? <laughs> Me being stubborn. <laughs> I've heard a little bit about you, Bailey. Actually, he talks about you a lot, and so I'm so excited that I actually get to have a chat with you today. But yeah, sure. well, because because she she's not different than anyone else. 
Yeah. Um, and everybody thinks they're so different. I've been no. doing this. I've been doing this forever. I was telling your sister the other day. I was writing down. I was talking to her and just interviewing her to start working with her. Uh -huh. And I put my pencil down, and she was. And I just let her talk. And she was like, "What I go? Well, I said I don't even know why I. I don't even know why I keep writing. Well, where did Bailey go? Bailey, you went somewhere. Uh oh. oh there she is. Okay, sorry, I don't know what happened. All right, but uh, I'm writing down. And I just stopped, and she goes, "What well, I go? I don't know why I do this. I should just write down name." age and new number because all of y'all say the same thing <laughs> like I, everything else is the same. i'm overweight i list business i can't lose weight i tried dieting i did this and that it's the same story i work out no progress and it's like now how i deal with you is different obviously but mm -hmm. the story is all the same so when she was she was like sweating me about every about the about the show and i'm like could you just take care of your next meal because if you don't do the next meal we ain't never get into the show exactly. <laughs> and that's what people do is they take too much of a chunk and it's too daunting to think about i'm right now the way i look and i gotta look like that and i've never done it before i can't even lose five pounds but i'm supposed to look like that <laughs> yeah. and and so i so and i know how that feels because because I, I went through the same thing so I'm always, that's why I'm always like, would you, if y'all just did what I freaking said and took them, just changed your mindset instead of, people fight to not change their mind. They, they don't realize this, but they actually try not to change it because they didn't think this way before and mm -hmm. now they do. So if you didn't think this way before and now you do, that means you can actually go back to the way you used to think. But people only think, they, I think they see like it's only one way you can go. Like now that I, now I look at life like people who don't trust anybody. I'm like, were you always that way? <laughs> no. Okay, so you changed. Mm -hmm. Change back. I stop do. Trust, so stop it, trusting it, everybody and be selective on who you trust. But don't, but don't sit there where you can't trust anybody. That makes no sense. That means you're not trustworthy. Yeah. If you really believe no one's trustworthy, that means you're not. I think it's the whole mindset that you've had your whole life, right? And all of that stuff that's coming at you. And it's very hard. Like, even when I started my journey with you, Idris, like, I had to just shut out everything I ever learned before because it didn't work, right? Like, I wasn't getting the results. I went through the same that, thing. That's the cycle. Clean, that we get the way your parents right? teach you how to do this, the way, you know, school teaches it. And then you get older and you're like, none of that really works. Yeah. <laughs> so once you once you realize it doesn't work, why are you why are you reluctant to change? That's the part that I don't. I'm very. I'll change in a heart. You prove to me this works. I'm done. Yes. Like, I don't. I don't care about nothing but the results. I don't care how I feel about none of it. To be honest with you, because I know once I like get the results, I'm gonna be pretty happy. I'm gonna be happy with that. It's so easier. Let me, just, let me just somehow oh. get over there. Once you see results and you see, okay, this is starting to look different or this is fitting different, even if the number on the scale isn't moving, seeing changes in your body every day, if not every week, you know that something's going right. Like I noticed within six days, I was like, okay, I lost 10 pounds in six days. Like clearly that was just me. Oh, when we first started? Yeah. Like first, yeah. Start, like just doing whatever I wanted, you know working out thinking oh well mass moves mass you know that's one of the things that in weightlifting that or i should say like olympic lifting more so that they're just they tell us all the time mass moves mass mass moves mass so you think like oh i need to be bigger i need to eat more i need to not necessarily do cardio i just need to lift heavy and da da da, da. 
And when those things don't work, that was kind of where I was at when I met Adrice. It's like, okay, well, where do I go from here? Because I've been doing this for so long and nothing's really happening. So it is, I think it's just a matter of being willing to have that change too. And also you gotta be, you, a lot of stuff you heard is wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's well, just wrong. And nobody, nobody's willing to just accept that it's sometimes the information is bad. Like I've never, ever had a stumble and stayed on the floor. I've never had a plateau and accepted the plateau. I was like, I always, I did the video the other day. When you make mistakes, all it means is you don't know enough yet. So learn more and you won't make that mistake again. So I did that my whole, that's how anybody who becomes a professional anything has to do that. Because you fail too many, a baseball player fails two out of three times he goes to the plate and he can be in the major leagues. <laughs> okay. You get bat 300, you bat 300, you're in the major league. You bat 270 something, you're in the major leagues. That's failing twice out of three times at the plate. So you can't be discouraged because of the last at bat. You can't ever, you know, you can't do that. You know, a shooter in basketball can't be discouraged because he misses. Yeah. Like my daughter went through that. I remember her, she got into a certain age and she was like always one of the best on the team. And she got to the point where she didn't want to make a mistake. She didn't want to lose it for the team. And I was like, yeah, but they also half these girls can't even reach the rim. Like, you're the only one that can shoot it. She was the only one that could shoot a three-pointer at the time. She's the only one that could actually reach it. She was strong enough. <laughs> um, she, she was one of the best players on the team, but she didn't want to lose it for the team. So a lot of times she would get pat. She would freak out about, you know, losing. And uh, one time she would cry, right? And her mother... <laughs> Her mother was a, a, a reserve on the Olympic swim team. So she has a father that's me and a mother like that. She didn't have a shot. There was no crying in baseball. <laughs> so her mother calls me. She was like, you need to talk with your daughter. She over here crying. I ain't putting up with that. <laughs> so I had to tell the coach, look, tell her that you'll tell her when to shoot. So if she misses, it's on you, not on her. Yeah, that anxiety actually is a huge deal. And I think that's what we all deal with when we go through this, right? Because we are so worried we're going to fail at it again that sometimes it's easier to paralyze ourselves than to try again. And yeah, and failure just means you don't know. So like you're going, you're reading these, like mass moves mass. Yeah, that's true. But uh, but that's mass is also size. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to be bigger. No. And, as, no. and as you notice, and as you notice, you're stronger now than you ever have been. Much stronger than I've been in my entire life. Your entire life. And yeah. you're 20 pounds, 20, almost 25 pounds less than we first met. So, yeah. and you're going to get stronger. It's exciting. You're, like get strong. you're not even as strong. You're not even as strong as you're going to be. That's what's so funny. Yeah. You're, not even, you're not even there. So, right. <laughs> so a lot of people don't understand, like, the process to get there. You're not supposed to, like a lot of people, I'm gonna lose weight first and I'm gonna lift weights. That's the worst idea ever. Cause all you do is lose muscle right along with it. So your body fat percentage goes up even though your weight goes down. Cause it's a percentage of your body that's fat. And now more of it is fat cause you just lost a bunch of muscle. <laughs> so just cause you weigh light, just cause you don't weigh more, doesn't mean your body fat can't go up. Yeah. Cause it's really about how much muscle mass you have. It's a percentage. People don't realize it's a percentage. It's not 13 pounds of fat. It's 13% of you <laughs> is fat. <laughs> right, 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 right. So you could drop down 120 and your body fat go up to 30 from 20, from 25. 
just by losing muscle. Mm -hmm. So, but, but all of this is stuff that, you know, if somebody doesn't tell you, you're not going to read a lot of this. You're not going to even look it up because you, why would you, why would you look up? Well, if I lose weight, you know, that's not a question that you're just going to put into Google and they're going to spit out that answer I just gave you. You just get they a look. They might spit out some science, but you're going to have to put all the pieces together and, and it's not going to, it's not going to happen. So you got to go to people who know, but it's just a lot of bad information. Yeah, that's why, I, that's why I actually love being able to meet you because I am a strong believer in following the masters, right? I always follow people who have done it right. Like I see the way that their routine is and I know I can achieve what they have if I have that same routine, right? Yeah. So one of the things that I've always loved is it's like, what do you want your life to look like? What do you want your fitness level to look like? What? Do, where do you want your relationships to be like? If you see somebody and you model yourself after what their schedule is, what they do, the things that they read, the things that they surround themselves with, it changes your whole world and being able to adapt to those different um, habits, different things right. that these masters actually do. That's what all of those people that you see at the show, like when you go, and I, even, and I kept telling her, I was like, you should, I said, trust me, it's going to motivate the, the hell out of you. Yeah. Did I tell you that? I was like, why? Oh. Yeah, she's like, I'm gonna get scared. I go, no, you're oh, not. Like, intimidating. Like, just seeing these people, just like you know, like muscle mass. Like, man, I want, I can't wait to be there one day. Type of feeling. He's like, no, it's just gonna like light a fire under you and be like, oh, you can do it, but I'm gonna do it. Well, too. because you look up there and you're like, I could beat him. Yeah, I'm like, I can do that. Let's do, do that. it. <laughs> and 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 I said the same thing. I was like, if he can do it, why can't I do it? Mm -hmm. It ain't like you know what I'm saying. Like people don't understand. These are these were regular people just like you who decided to do this. They didn't. It wasn't like we're born for this. No, this is something that you just. And some people have genetics for it to be really good at it. I mean, everybody's not going to be great. Everybody's not going to be a pro. But but, but but you can still go up there and be your best, your absolute best. And that's what I told her. I said. You don't understand no matter what you play because everybody's always worried about winning right am i going to win am i going to win i'm like bodybuilding is one of those things where whoever shows up and if they show up right i, I you know i didn't i want to i want a few shows i want a handful of shows but i didn't win them all and it's because i wasn't always the best one there i could have won them all but i didn't always come in like the other guy or the other guy just it was early in my career and he had more he, was, he had two, three more years of lifting weights behind him than I did. He was more balanced. He was more symmetrical. You know, so I never tell people you're going to win. What I tell them is you're going to be your best, the best you've ever looked, and you're going to learn a whole lot on the way there. Like, what are you, uh, what are you learning about you? <laughs> what are you learning about friends and and that kind of stuff? <laughs> That's a big question, actually. I'm super excited to hear about this because he's told me a little bit about your journey with that. And that's something that I think a lot of people struggle with. So, yeah, I feel like you have to be comfortable and just confident and strong enough to be to just say no. Honestly, I know that sounds silly, but I mean, I'm young, too. I'm 27. My friends. Yeah, I don't have kids yet. A lot of my friends don't have kids yet. So. Yes, everyone likes to go to the lake and go on the boat and go out to the drinking and brunch and mimosas and all these things. And now I take my meals everywhere and I don't drink anymore because I hold on to too much water weight, something that we figured out in my process of playing with everything. 
So I don't drink. Yeah, I take all my meals. I'm not going to eat sodium and carbs and sugar and do all those things. So I have had to remove myself from a lot of things. I mean, in the beginning, it was especially hard because when I was, I think it was more internally me battling with food is not going to control me. I'm going to control it and I'm going to control what I put in my body, but it's still very hard. Like, and it's almost breaking a habit. Like when we go out to eat and they bring chips and salsa at one point I had just reached over and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, don't, you're not doing like, you're not eating that. And so it's almost just breaking the habits, like breaking into that subconscious. And then once you I feel like once you have that, then you're strong enough to be around other people and say, no, I'm not going to drink. You're not going to peer pressure me. You know what? I'll DD y'all drink, you know, like just kind of changing the narrative and switching things because it's hard when now my priorities don't align with my friends or my group's priorities. And so it does make things difficult, but I think that, you know, you can tell who's your good friend and who's not because the ones who are good are sticking around I have buddies who are like, hey, I bought a no sodium seasoning so that whenever you bring chicken, you know, we can have a seasoning for you. So I think it's also finding the good friends that are going to support you and help you through it rather than the ones that are like trying to tempt you like, oh, no, eat this potato. You know, you need this French fry. Like, no, I said no, I don't want it. So it's just, I think, trying to differentiate between the two at this point, but very much a learning process. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's a huge deal. And I don't, I think that's something that people don't realize is sometimes you have to share your journey with your friends and say, Hey, this is where I'm at. And I don't want to be peer pressured. And I would like to keep you as a friend, but this is my life. And this is what I want for myself. And I've had to have that conversation with a few friends. And I found that really they stand beside me. They stand behind me on my goals. And a lot of them in the beginning were doing that. We're like, oh, look at what I'm eating, right? Yeah. I had to talk with Adrice about this too, because my kids were doing that to me like all the time. And I was like, finally, I'm like, stop teasing me about the food I'm eating. And y'all, and y'all know I get pissed off when people do that. I don't like, I don't like that at all. And I do think it's their way to kind of try and relate and be like, you know, hearty, har, har. But in the same aspect, it's like I'm already in my head telling myself, like, don't you eat that? Like, I don't need you sitting there flaunting it at the same time either. So I think like verbalizing things. I don't know what I don't know what it is. I don't I don't think it's them trying to understand you because it's 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 mean. It is mean, but so, I don't. So, so I don't think I don't think it's them trying to understand. Um, I'm still trying to figure that one out because that's you wouldn't do that with an alcoholic. No. Uh. Uh-uh. But people you don't do that. You wouldn't do that with a junkie. Yeah. But you do it with food, which is worse because you got to eat. You ain't got to do drugs. You ain't got to drink alcohol. So no. So and they know and they know what they're doing. Now the kids are a little different. The kids are a little different. Kids are, you know, look what I can have. They do that anyway. <laughs> I got some ice cream. I got some ice cream, and you can have none. <laughs> You know, what's awesome though is I've been sharing my journey with them. And when I had that conversation and I said, hey, do not make fun of me for everything that I'm eating because this is really hard for me to do. And I had that talk with them. And now um, two of my kids are actually trying to eat a lot more healthier, which is awesome, right? And so they saw that it was like a real thing for me and not just a game. And I think that changed their whole way of seeing what I was going through. And one of the reasons why I felt like I had to have that conversation is because I'm on a bodybuilding page actually. 
And a lot of the feedback that I got back was that they did not have any support from their family and that their families were normal. very hard. That's very normal. So that is normal. That's why I always, I told you when we first started and I told you, when we, and I tell everybody, I tell all of not the guys, just the women. <laughs> I tell them all. No, that's not true. That's not true. I happens to the guys too. I've had well, three, it's true. general and aspect. I've had, I've had men where they're both they, their guy friends are like, oh, what you gonna do? Go to the gym again? Like I, I've had that with guy with men, believe it or not. So I it I don't understand it. Like that's why I get pissed off when people say, Oh, this is my friend. I'm like, doesn't sound like one. <laughs> friends don't do that, you know, and, and a lot of them don't know what they're doing. So like what you said, you gotta go, hey, do you let me talk to you for a second? We need to chit chat real quick. Yeah. <laughs> and you need to break it down. And usually if they actually don't understand what don't know what they're doing, because I don't think a lot of them know that their jealousy is what's coming out. It's yeah. jealousy. Yeah. It's just straight up. You're doing something I know I should be doing, and I just ain't ready to do it. So mm -hmm. I'm just gonna get you to do it. Because if you do it, I feel better. <laughs> I feel better about me eating it. Because no one should care. Think about that. You know, no one will. If I eat a, if I eat pizza, they look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the only one here that should be eating this shit. Like, none of y'all should be eating yeah, it. You know how crazy that is? Is you nobody know watches what you eat until you're eating healthy. And then you're like, oh. Like I, I was bad the other night. I went to a concert and I, my husband had some garlic fries and I'm like, feeling some because I've had garlic fries in like, like teasers. So I stole some and I'm like, everybody's watching me. Maybe it's all in my own head. I don't know, but you know, you, when you yeah. cheat, I told you when I used to compete, like I would like go to like a Seven Eleven or some shit like at midnight and like hide behind the store and eat. I'm like, the only person knows you shouldn't be eating this is you. <laughs> and you're trying to hide from yourself. <laughs> I'm turning all the mirrors. I'm putting the outside mirrors in. Turning the yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Bailey, where, when is your competition? What is your schedule? And what, I mean, where are you at in your in your routine like i want to kind of know about like what your journey is when your competition date is and what you thought of the one that you just went to so yeah so i guess adrice we're planning i want to say it's december correct december 10th i think somewhere. december 10th but kind of our goal at the moment is to try and make me like pretty well stage ready like november so that we can really see my frame see what else needs to be worked on, you know, balance everything like that. I don't know what my body's going to look like. You know, I'm still just trying to look like here. Well, when you, well, when you get, when you get ready for a contest, if you, if you don't get them, if you're not ready early, you're always wondering what the, what the final product's going to look like. And you don't want to go into the week of the show still chasing body fat. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You want the body fat off early. And you want to be able to just look. Because what is is to take the body fat off, you have to go into a deficit. Once your fat is off and you're peeing and everything is good, you want to eat. And then you feel good. You get on stage feeling good because you're not starving going in. You're actually eating up going in. And so that's why you want to get – most amateurs don't do that. They don't even know to, to know to do that. Pros know to do that. We're already a month before the show. I want to be. Then we, and then we walk into the show eating and feeling good. Most people – 
they died and died and died and then walk in the store and they want to carb load. Like everybody wants to carb load because you go zero carbs for so long. Can I carb load? No, you can't. <laughs> your body fat is, you got to be like too, you got to be so low on your body fat and so dry in order to carb load and then actually do something for you. So I've had people where they just, their first show and they just, they, we couldn't get everything off. So I was like, no carb loading, just walk on stage like that. And they'll do great. But you gotta, you know, you gotta know how to do that. You gotta have an eye for that. It's so sensitive. Like you said earlier, you're starting to notice. You can put on. You start to notice. Oh yeah. Every you eat and you see your body change while you're eating. Like when you get when you get lean, it's crazy cool. It's crazy. Like you look at you work out and you just see everything just fill out. And when you go home, your abs. You go. You wake up in the morning. Every morning's like Christmas. <laughs> for like the last four weeks. I'm serious because you pee, all your water comes off at night. I'm so waiting. you wake up in the morning with a washboard freaking six pack. You're like, I like this, you know, uh, every morning. And then about three hours later, you're flat and tired. And <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know what cool. the end goal is going to look like. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where we're at, you know, come November even and what we do from there. But I'm excited for the show after seeing this one. And this was kind of a conversation that him and I had as well as seeing all the different kind of levels as far as like the bikini, like wellness and physique, you know, bodybuilding, all of that. I definitely realized the, the type of human I am. I think I want to go more towards like a physique body that I think I really appreciated. I should say just seeing thicker muscle you know more like i liked the posing better i'm if i'm gonna work that hard i'm gonna try and bust every pose i can out there okay not like a front and a back i'm trying to be like flex this flex that you know i want to be all over the place so i'm gonna be proud of my muscles so i'm like i want to show them off more so i just need to be able so i can she goes she's like i was looking at the wellness they only do two poses i want to do that <laughs> and then, and then she goes, and then they gotta wear the shoes. I don't want to wear those shoes. Yeah, like they got high heels on. The other girls get to come out barefoot. Like I want to be barefoot. <laughs> so I got a lot. I learned a lot. <laughs> so I'm, you don't have to actually pick which one you're going into quite yet. You can wait till no, no, you have to closer. Oh, you do. No, because no. because all of those are different body fats. Yeah. Like she has to get she, because of what she's doing, we have to show more muscle. So she has to get leaner for it. Like if you're doing like bikini, you don't have to be that lean. She could do bikini right now. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. If I just pulled you, if I just like pulled her water and she could do bikini almost right now. Like she has detail in her back. She has yeah. Veins, you know, she got all kind of cool stuff going on oh, in her body right like now. Big and lean. She'll come in. She's like, look, look, there's a thing. Yeah, I'm like, look at this. <laughs> Wait a second, it was there a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> I know how that goes. In the morning, I'm like, man, I'm, I can see my six pack. And then my midday, I'm all, where did it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Uh, <laughs> it was in there. It's in my shirt somewhere. You're like doing this. Yeah. yeah, it's fun, though. I do love it. I enjoy it. It's hard, but. I do. I really enjoy it. It's definitely become more of a passion. And so I feel like if 
I'm going to be addicted to this. I mean, I'm sure there's worse things I could be addicted to. Oh, there's a lot worse things. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of what I, but people would say that they would talk about someone who like, don't get too, what's the word? Um, not addicted, but. Like obsessed almost. Obsessed. That's the word. People like women and women would say this to other women. Well, she's getting obsessed. And I'm like, well, she could be obsessed at the cake table. <laughs> or at the chicken table, like, because people who get obsessed are obsessive. They're gonna be. You can't stop them from doing that. Like mm -hmm. I'm a, nothing really. I don't really obsess over anything. Nothing. Like I can just be like, I'm cool. <laughs> like I can do that anywhere. Some people can't do that, and they can't do it anywhere. So they need to take them to a positive place to be obsessed. To be obsessed. Take your obsession somewhere that's good, so that when you do that obsession thing, your life is better because of it, not worse because of it. Yeah. That's what they do at the Betty. I worked a little bit with the Betty Ford Clinic in Palm Springs, and that's what I learned working with them. That's what they do with every person that comes in there. They get them in the gym, and they try to replace that addiction for a healthy addiction because they're going to be addicted to something. You got to pick a healthy one. Yeah. And the weird thing about addictions is it can be something even simple as like getting home from work and sitting and watching TV for an hour, right? Like people don't realize that those habits are weirdly addictions that can be replaced with something else, right? So well, they're normal. They're normal. Yeah, like, what is, what is uh, uh, Jordan Peterson said that. He goes, do you realize that the stuff that you do on autopilot, like brush your teeth, wash your face, just the autopilot stuff, takes up 50% of your life and you don't even think about it. He goes, think about that. He goes, half of your life, you don't even think about. You, you don't pay attention to it. He goes, and people call it the small things, but it's actually 50% of yours. The biggest thing you do in your life is your normal habits. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So what are those habits? Are they good ones? Are they bad ones? Are they? So it's really interesting how most people, and I didn't know it until he said that. I was like, damn, he's right. He goes, we put no thought into it. That's why people have these bad habits. It's because they develop them and they never stop to go, this is a bad habit. Why? I need to not do this. They just say, oh, well, my mother raised me this way. And I'm like, yeah, my father raised me to crack safes, but we, I, but I don't do it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he told me to rob banks. Don't mean I should be doing it. Like, what are you talking about? Like, your parents told you to do that? You still doing it? <laughs> you haven't quite realized it's not a good idea? <laughs> But they don't. They don't want to change it. They just. They just don't. I don't know why they don't want to, but they just don't. Because mm. it's making them miserable. You look at that show. The reason I like people doing shows is because it'll take you places you never. You. You. There's nothing. There's nothing like restricting your food. Nothing. Controlling your food. I really feel I am a hundred percent of a believer that it gets so much easier. Well, the thing that makes it easier is the lifting. The reason that lifting weight is so important when it comes to weight loss is more than just speeding up your metabolism, building bone density, all the, you know, eliminate, uh, minimizing Alzheimer's. I can go on and on and on and on. But the one thing that no one really talks about. Uh-oh, I think you froze. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, is everyone frozen? <laughs> Dries, come back to us. I think you're frozen. I hope we don't go bye-bye. Okay. There okay. you go. There um, you go. <laughs> how, many, how many things have you experienced in the weight room that you can't believe you did? As far as? Weightlifting. 
how much how, how many things since we've been lifting weights have you you cannot believe you're lifting that kind of weight all those oh, kind of reps hey oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an everyday occurrence <laughs> see so when you start to do stuff you never thought you could do the diet becomes something that you you can do because the diet yeah. is hard too but you go but i did it over there i did six plates on the leg press i can't say no to this i did that i can't do this and you start to go and that's what happened to me i was like if i can do that i can do this and i just started taking that mentality over here of no quitting over here that's all i did i didn't do anything different i just took what worked oh no you're frozen again <laughs> you're gonna come back to us address i don't know if that's me or not <laughs> Is that right? Right? Is it you're, back, you're back again. <laughs> Look good out there early. When, yeah, it is me. It is me. Something's going on out here. Um, but that's that's what the, the competition is about. It's not about winning. It's, it's I wanted you to to be able to learn how to say no, mm -hmm. get in the best shape that you've ever been in in your life. Heck yeah. <laughs> and 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 then look in the mirror and be proud that you did. Yeah, people like, oh, Adris, you know, I told you what to do. You actually had to do it. So you start to realize I'm pretty, I'm pretty badass. I'm I'm all right. <laughs> and that's exactly how I felt. That's exactly how I felt oh. after my first show. Huh? So I listen to you more than I listen to most people, though. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I'm like, do I have to? <laughs> but 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 that's why. But that's why you can. That's why diet is getting easier because you're just mentally tougher. Just period. Mm -hmm. And you're gonna see it in other walks of life too. You're gonna see it at work. You're gonna see it in your relationships. You're gonna see it everywhere. It ain't gonna just stop there. It's gonna go everywhere. That's but what I love think about it all is that it actually plays into so many aspects of our life because once you understand that you can control what you put in your mouth and what you put in your mouth makes different results in your body, then all of a sudden you have this different understanding that the things that I choose to have as habits in my life or even for work and relationships, those things are all going to play in and have results. And so it makes you kind of change the way that you thought about things in your life and realizing how much control you actually have. And that's the one thing that I love about fitness is that you can actually see those results a lot faster than maybe like when you're doing those things for a relationship or things like that, you know, it may take a little bit of like self-reflection to maybe see how that works in those other aspects. But once you realize that you can have that and you control your own life, it's such an amazing freeing feeling that I don't think a lot of people realize. And it, it all has to do with ourselves and what we want for ourselves. What we're capable of doing. What we're capable of doing that we don't even realize. Yeah. That's what yeah. that's the whole everybody I try to get to do a show. That's the only reason I'm doing it. It has nothing to do with the show. <laughs> it has absolutely to do with the show. Fine. It has 100% to do with building self-esteem, building confidence. Um, I'd still like learning to learning that learning that no matter what, I can say no whenever the hell I want to. 
Yeah. Um, I can do things 95% of the people around me cannot do. Just say no to something that I want. Just say no to something you really, really want. Most people can't do it. For many women, I, and I like that. I actually oh. like that. I was like, you know what? This is pretty yeah. cool. This is pretty powerful. And I noticed that when I was 20. I was 22 when I got into it. And uh, I remember like it was yesterday. I was like, man, if I could do that, I could do anything. And that was a long, <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> but that's nah. all, but it also came into play when I had my in, when I had my injury and I couldn't get up. It came into play. I was also going, okay, you may be beat up, but you've done some pretty badass stuff before. You can beat this too. And that's how I got up from all of that. So when you when you go into the gym and you challenge yourself constantly every week, every day to be better, and you then you do it with food. I'm telling you, man, it turns it turns you into a beast. It turns it turns that turns people into beasts. And that's why there's not that many beasts out there. There really ain't a lot of people out there that you look at and be like, you know what? You may look at something that they did physically, but then you look at their personal life and it's a wreck. They're not taking that information over here. But when you see somebody that's doing it all, that's pretty impressive. And a very small amount of people can do are doing it all. True. So that's really what, like watching you after the show and just listening to her talk was like, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you understand that you can have that, right? Like it, all of a sudden you're like looking up at these people and you're thinking that's going to be me and I'm ready for it and I'm ready to take the challenge. So like, I love hearing that from you because for me, like, I don't know that you I can. to get her. I'm trying, yeah, she's next. She's next, Bailey. <laughs> Do it. I did tell them, I'm like, I am nervous about being like half naked up on a stage. That's why I feel like if I didn't have to wear high heels, it would like lessen the blow a little bit. Also, when you're backstage and there's a, a hundred other girls, it, that kind of, some of those, some of those jitters kind of go away when there's other people. And then usually when you're on stage, you're on stage with other people. There are some, as you saw, sometimes you're by yourself, but. I mean, I remember my first time, and I, I, I was I was nervous the other day. I'm always nervous going on stage. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Here goes. Huh? Here goes nothing. Here goes nothing. You know, I'm gonna do great or I'm not. <laughs> well, you know, it's with everything that you do in your life, you just have to. A lot of people are saying, you know, I wish I had the confidence to do this. I wish I could do that. And the one thing that I always tell people is I'm like, confidence is built upon action. You don't get your confidence until you put the action out there. And all of a sudden you realize, ah, I can do this and it's reachable, right? And a lot of people don't realize that. I mean, some of the scariest things I've done in my life and people are always like, oh, Shri, you're so confident. And I'm like, oh, damn, I didn't, I didn't know I was, you know, but it's because I had to put myself out there. I had to take action to make it happen first. And then all of a sudden I'm like, hell yeah, I can do this. You know, yeah, you, that's, yeah. that's so true. You can't, how are you going to get confident in something you never do? <laughs> you can't like, how you like, that's why when she kept, that's why when she was like, always like, Idris, I'm like, I got this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you haven't done this, but I have. <laughs> because there's there's so much information that she doesn't even understand. Like, do you realize if I told you everything that I might do, you'd freak your head would blow off. Like, just because <laughs> I don't even know what we're gonna Over. do next week. Because every 
like as you as you are both you don't notice as much as she does, uh, Sheree, but it changes every week. I don't I don't know what you're gonna do. I don't know what we're gonna be doing next week. Because your body tells me what what, what we're gonna do, what you look like, your energy. If, are you tired? What I ask you, are you tired? Are you peeing? Are you tired? That dictates what we do. My whole list of questions, you know, when's your menstrual? When, all that stuff. Then I go, okay, well, you're just starting your menstrual. Okay, well, I can't really judge your weight off of this. Let's, you know what I'm saying? So I get people, I've had clients with pacemakers. And I'm like, okay, well, pacemakers lying about their heart rate because it's controlling the heart rate. So how do I tell a person with a pacemaker when the when the cardio is high enough? Think about that. <laughs> can't go by their heart rate, like I tell y'all. So I gotta tell them to go by their breathe. So I gotta go by their breathing. If you're breathing a certain way, you're hyperventilating, you're around 160, or depending on how good a shape you're in. But most people, like you two, just on a regular, just in good good health, you're gonna hyperventilate around one around 25, maybe your heart rate will be 165, 170. It'll be one of those. But if it's more of a just deep breathing, that's more like 140 for y'all. For me, 140s. Hyperventilating, one thirties like that. Whatever. <laughs> it is because I weigh more than you. I weigh like a hundred pounds more than you. <laughs> I thought you were trying to be exaggerating. No, I'm saying like my my heart rate. My I'm hyperventilating less at a whole lower heart rate than y'all. He's like, when I hit ninety, man, I really am. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying because of my weight, I have to consider my weight. So my heart rate. Most men, I put at one forty to get their fat burning. Women, one sixty, one sixty five. <laughs> Because you're a smaller, we have bigger lungs, bigger hearts, so it, it gets there faster. So, but there's but there's a lot of reasons for all this. So, so Bailey, when you right now, so you're 27, you said, right? Okay. So, in your whole life, have you ever been at this fitness level up to this point? Like back in high school, back when you were younger, you know, most people are like, oh, I want to go back to the way I looked in high school. But right now, can you say that you are in the best physical shape that you've ever been in? Yeah, 110%. Because I, and I've never like been severely overweight. I've never, you know, I've played and in high school, I played volleyball, soccer, and I ran track. And even then, like I may have been skinnier, but I was not strong. I've never had shoulders. I've never had biceps. I've never had a tricep. Like there's just so many things about my body now physically that have never ever been a thing for me. Like the rear delt, like nothing. We, I've never had any of that. Cause when I started working with Adrees, I had been doing CrossFit for like year and a half. I and live I in CrossFit too, so I know how that is. So that's why I've loved hearing about your journey because I feel like it actually is so closely related. <laughs> yeah, and it was a lot. So I was, I was counting macros, I was eating way too much. And then even at that, like, was I getting a little bit stronger? I mean, maybe and in a year and a half, I would hope so, but I still had no definition. I was bigger than I was when I even started it. So I was just yeah. weird, you know? So I too just when meeting Adrice, just figuring out what did and didn't work for my body, that, shoot, that took us like six months in itself of just this diet for this long, get to here, and then we're going to switch it to this for this long, and then get to here, and then for here to here. So it has, it's a process. It's definitely just a growing cycle of things, but I, where I am now is definitely the best shape I've been in my entire life, for sure. 
Definitely. I love asking that question because I think a lot of times, like we realize, we think in our lives that the older we get, the less we're going to have, look like we want to look, right? Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit older than you, so I'm gonna be, <laughs> I'm gonna be turning forty in January. What? But forty. <laughs> Thanks. But the crazy thing is, is this has been an awesome journey for me because I knew that I wanted to have definition in my body before I turned 40. And it's always been something that I wanted, but I didn't really believe that I could actually put in the work to do it. And there's always that piece in the back of your mind that you're kind of like, well, is my body even capable of doing that? Yeah. And that's what a lot of things that stop people is, is just that thought in the back of their mind that, oh, my body can't achieve that, right? Because mm -hmm. it never has. It's never I, this. I'll never, I'll just, I'm just not meant to have a tricep, you know, like just thought. But once you find it, Bailey, you can, you can like tell me like, you're probably like me and you're like, you're in the gym and you find that muscle that you never had before. And you're like, whoa, what is this? Whoa. <laughs> this oh, is yeah. now, right? oh my <laughs> Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, I at the gym yesterday. I came back from the bathroom. I'm like, Adrice, what can I have now? I'm like all stoked about it. I'm like, that's never been before. I love it. <laughs> you know what? So a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of women talk about high school. It's really funny. People don't realize what they're saying. But I, I want to look at high school. I'm like, first of all, you didn't work out. You were just a child. You didn't. Mm -hmm. You were in the process of developing. Yeah. You were, you weren't even full grown. <laughs> you, were in the, you were in the process of developing, and because yeah. because you're out of shape, you what it is is everybody goes back to the last time they remember being okay, whenever that is, whether it's high school or it's the twenties, or they just go back to where they like themselves the most. But yeah. at the time, they didn't. When they were living it, they were complaining about their bodies. But now that they're way more out of shape than they were then, now it's like, well, I'll take that now. I'll take that. I'll, I'll just take that. But it's not a lifting weight, regimented diet look. It's just the way you just you just happen to look like that. Mm -hmm. And that's what. And so you'll. Cindy wanted to do that when I was training Cindy. I've been training Cindy since two thousand, pretty much. Um, she did the same thing. She was like, I want to be one thirty five, and I was like. I don't think you realize what 135 is. It's not, you're not going to want 135. She had to lose weight for a wedding. She was like 155, 160, and we had to give it that. I said, you're going to like 128. You're not going to like 135, like you remember. Like mm. you remember. Because yeah. she was like, she remembered. We got down to 135. I go, well, you good? She was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> we got to 128. She got married. So oh. everybody, when you lift weights, it's a different look when you get down there. It's different. Yeah. It's smaller. You're smaller. You're actually smaller when you get to the look you think you want. You're not, mm -hmm. you don't, you don't usually don't weigh as much because fat is takes up more space. So that's why I look with you. Look how much your legs have gone down. Your pants, how many pants sizes have you dropped? <laughs> like you're just dropping pants sizes since we first started. To a two. Yeah. So from, from what where'd you start? Eight? I started at an eight to ten. Yeah, eight to ten, yeah. And now you're at a two, Bailey. I'm a two. Yeah. Should be a zero, should be a zero on stage. Uh -oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't think that's even a fathomable like size for me. Actually, like that—that that just doesn't. That sounds well, like. Well, it's it's her it's her and it's also her shape. It's who yeah. you know. It's her body, not your body. It's her body. I can't I wear it. I can't wear zero either, either at my best shape. Okay? I'm like, we'll see. see, in my head, that's still, again, like just so far-fetched. I'm like, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> and it's only because I know I know what her frame is like. She has a small frame. She doesn't have a big frame. Um, she'll be down, you know, she'll be down in the 112s, 114s for the show. And she's 132 right now, something like that, 133. Mm. But she has to, for what she wants, the look that she wants on stage, that's where she has to go. But see, I know that because I know how dry that looks, and I know what muscles will show on her. I'm just trusting her because I have no if, idea if she if she gets there. <laughs> so we got to get her to where I know that that muscle will show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's the important part is realizing that you can't really compare yourself to other people. And one of the things that I've learned along this journey too is the scale is not what tells me how I feel about myself. You know, like I. I've learned now that I look in the mirror and I know how I feel after I come back from working out. I know like it's just a different feeling, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a different way of living your life where like I was sick for the past two weeks, pretty sick and just involved with doing mom stuff. And I didn't get to the gym as much as I wanted to get to the gym. And I was eating badly because I was trying to rush from place to place, right? And it took me down this road of like realizing where my life once was and where I don't want to ever be, right? It was like a huge eye-opener for me just for living just my get, life. Just to get a feel for how your life used to be and you just let it take over your life, that lifestyle. Yeah. And you know, that's what happened when I got sick. When I couldn't move, I was like, is this what regular people feel like? <laughs> I don't ever want to feel like this because you know how they tell you the less you go to the gym, the less you want to go to the gym. And I felt that. I was like, I don't even want to go to the gym. And I ain't never felt that in 30 freaking years. I never felt like that. Oh, but I was yeah. in so much pain that it just no nothing felt, you know, I was like, I don't want to do that. And then I was like, whoa. And that's when I got started going into the pool. I couldn't work out. Of, gravity was too much for me. But I, so I got into the pool and I started oh. working out in the pool. So I, I always tell people, I don't care what's wrong. This You could do something. <laughs> you could do something. I know people with no legs, you know, military people or whatever that lose there in the pool. Swimming, doing laps, working out, wheelchair events. So I don't care what's going on with you, man. I, I, there was a woman that used to compete. I'm pretty sure she stopped now. She was born with no arms. Dang. She had three kids. And she came out there and she did fitness. That's the awesome. flips and all the other stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. I saw her at a couple of shows. And then one show I uh, – one show I – did I – I did an appearance. I'm not sure if I did an appearance at both of the shows I see her, I saw her at, but one of them I think was in Arizona. And I said, uh, y'all see the woman up here with no arms? I don't want to hear anybody out there giving excuses of why they can't go to the gym or why they can't work out. Yep. <laughs> if she can do that <laughs> and raise two kids, and her kids were grown. Like I, one of the boys was like 18, something like that. She had big kids. She don't let, she ain't let us, they ain't let it stop her. So, um, that's what you see in bodybuilding shows. Like you see the those women their ages, 60s, 70s. Killing it. <laughs> Damn, I hope I look like that when I'm in my 60s. <laughs> Most people want to look at like that right now in like their 20s and 30s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I see those classes, you know, I, I go, I was in Seattle doing this guy came up to me. He was like, I'm a big fan. I'm like, dude, how old are you? 
He's like 75. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm a fan of you. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, he was 40 years older than me. He looked freaking crazy good. I'm like, man, I hope I look like that at 75. Jesus. <laughs> Honestly, so, I do think it is. I think it's good, though, that you even noticed that, like, when you were sick, like, oh, well, I started, you know, I didn't go to the gym, and then I started eating worse, because I think it is so just, I think, real, I should say, to have those feelings. I know for myself, personally, I cannot go more than three days without going to the gym, because that is when my slippery slope kicks in, where I'm like, I'm not going to the gym. Oh, this meal won't hurt. Oh, this, you know, one soda won't kill me. Like, no, I cannot. And I feel like whenever you notice that, like, oh, I cannot get back in these ways. I think that in itself is good because your mind and your body are basically telling you like, wait, we don't do this. Like we've been down this road. We don't do the this. Reason, the reason a lot of people rebound and put their weight back on is because they don't have that clock. They don't, they actually, people actually think it's a bad thing to have it. Like, if you listen to people talk, what they really recommend is to have no self-control. They, they basically want you to have none. They'll say, well, that's being ridiculous. Like, I, I dated, this, I, went on a, I went on a date with this girl. She had a scale in her bag, pulled this food scale out, zeroed out the plate, Smart put, her, put her meat on it, put her, and, and, and I said, I, I had something, go, you want to taste it? She was like, nope, this is it. And I was nope. like. She goes, I know you think it's weird. I go, I'm a bodybuilder. That's what we do for a living. <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm, I'm just surprised a regular person's doing it. And she, had, and she had lost, you know, she was a small person and she had lost, you know, 80, 90 pounds. And she was like, I ain't putting that back on ever. It ain't sure. never coming back on. And if this is what I got to do, and that's what I love when people say, I'm like, thank you for doing you. Because mm -hmm. all your friends will clown you because she said, I know this is weird. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> If that's, what you gotta do, if that's what you got to do, I support you, you know? And I think one thing, Idris, because I've had that conversation with you before and, you know, flipping the script on that, I think is good too, because yeah, your friends may say this, this, and that. Do you want to look like that friend? Yeah. Cause if I know I, I, I hang out with, when I was playing baseball, I hung out with baseball players, not with hockey yeah. players. Right. When I wanted to be fit, I hung out with people who were trying to be fit because that's what I wanted to look like. So I was going to eat what they ate. I was going to do what they do. And that's just it. You know, if your friend is, wants to eat that way, they can do that. But if the results are not what I want, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to do that. And don't even recommend it. First of all, if you're overweight, I don't care who you are, you know you're overweight. Don't ever recommend for other people to join in on what you're doing because you don't even want to be doing what you're doing. So I don't invite nobody else in. And for you people who are trying to lose and your friends are kind of giving you a hard time, have the talk like Cherie said. I'm a little harder than Cherie. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be like, we ain't going to lunch no more. Peace. <laughs> I ain't even going to tell them. I don't care. Um, but, you know, you women are different. You're all touchy-feely. So y'all y'all can, can we have a, can we have a group meeting? <laughs> Well, here's the crazy thing. Actually, you know what's weird is actually for me, it was a lot of my guy friends that were being that way because I am like, I'm a beer drinker and I love beer. And I realized that I was just like drinking. <laughs> I became like almost addicted to beer because I love the taste of it and I just wanted it. Right. And the, and 
usually it's guys that drink beer, not women. And so a lot of my friends that drink beer are guys. And so that's where I'd get the most. Well, they lost it. Well, they were losing the connect. That's the only connection they really have is with you with the beer. (laughs) So if you're not drinking beer, they're like, oh, we lost a friend. I know. And like, it's kind of weird because like, I, I love all those relationships, but like you do have to set those boundaries and be okay to say no. And kind of like with what I was talking about before and just getting out of the routine of eating healthy and doing my exercise, like, like you were saying, Bailey, in the beginning, how it becomes habit and becomes easier to eat healthy. Right. But it also is all about habit in the reverse. Right. And it becomes easier to stop going to the gym and easier to unhealthy because it's all about those habits right there's a saying there's a saying i forgot who said it but he goes it's easy to do and it's easy not to do it's both of them are easy yeah Yeah. (laughs) like when people say you know it's so hard like how do you eat clean i'm like it's easy i just pick the food i'm supposed to eat when you go to a restaurant you can order this or you can order that no one's telling you what to order you pick whatever it is you put in your belly right so you can either pick over here or you can pick over here or but most people, the reason that they 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 don't, that's just the conversation in your head. You can't, what did I tell you, Bailey? I think I told you too. If you don't want to do this, you can't do it. You have to actually want to diet. You have mm-hmm. to actually want to taste clean food. You, you know, like well, I think me and you have talked about this. Sometimes you just want a salad. <laughs> yeah. I keep back on like, I just want a salad. I just want wa- chewable water, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like just day. a clean, you know, just goes down. You don't even know you. You don't even know you've eaten. You just like, mm. uh, <laughs> you know. Sometimes you just don't want chicken. You don't want steak. You don't want nothing. You just want a salad. Um, but yeah, you have to want to. Die. I've had somebody say, "Well, how do I? Why would I want a diet?" And I'm like, "You got to. That's the question you got to answer." I yeah. can't answer that. I can't answer that for you. I can tell I, you why I do. I don't want to be sick. I don't want to be fat because I've never met a fat person that was happy about it. They all tell me. I see them cry in the gym, cry on my shoulder. I've seen too many tears of people who can't lose weight. So why would I? I'm not going there. Um, self-esteem goes in the shitter. Self-insecurity goes out the roof. Like your marriage gets screwed up because you don't want to have sex with your partner. You, it, it's just There's just nothing good on that side. Um, I don't want to drink alcohol and all that because there's nothing good on the other side of a bottle. So I'm not into that. You know, I'm just, I just, I'm just, I try to keep it simple. Like I can do this and be in a bad place possibly, or do this and be in a good place. And if you make those kind of decisions, it's way easier to do this. I just don't live that life anymore. I just don't. I don't eat that way no more. I don't party that way no more. I don't drink that way no more. If you got sick, you would do it. So don't wait till you get sick to do it. Do it before you get sick. Do it before you got diabetes or liver disease. Or 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 <laughs> all the things that come with that kind of lifestyle. Stop before all those things happen, or at least yeah. curb it. Curb it before those things happen. I saw this meme that was passed around, and it was saying, "I." It's usually the meme saying, "I I would rather look good than eat good, right?" Or I would, but there's this new one that's been going around that's like, "I would rather have the foods I'd like to eat than look good," right? And Here's the thing is people just don't realize how good you feel, how amazing your life can be until you've achieved it and you feel good about yourself and you have exactly like what you were talking about, Coach Idris, like having the self-esteem because that helps you in so many aspects of your life. Like you were saying, like with your relationship, but 
how many opportunities even in your career will that help you with because the better Everywhere. you look, people will want you to work. Everywhere. It's so be- stupid, but it's true. And you got to realize that how much it will better your life to have that change. But, like my girlfriend, she Alicia always like, you know, so many celebrities. And I'm like, do you know half of them introduced themselves to me because they saw my big behind walking through the supermarket? A guy with 23 inch arms and a chest out to here. Like, dude, who are you? Like Terry <laughs> Crews, The Rock, yeah. Arnold Palmer. Like I met all these people just sitting there and we just make eye contact and they're like, hey, hey, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> I talked to him for 45 <laughs> minutes one day. Look at your massive legs. People, people just look at you like, you really did that? And they just want to, they just want to talk to you. They just want to find out how. And, and, and it's a, and it feels good too, especially if you can like convey, like when I met you and I was like, I could, you know, do a lot for you. I could take you to a place you've never been before. And, and because you like working out, I think you'll like it. And mm-hmm. she loves it. Love <laughs> so, it. so, so it, it's very, I feel great doing what I do, but it wouldn't happen if I didn't do what I did. Yeah. And now people, well, let me, let me, when I met Arnold Palmer, I walked into his restaurant and he had a waiter come grab me from my table and bring me over to his table to meet his family. Wow. <laughs> and the waiter comes over, he goes, Mr. Palmer wants to meet you. And I go, he's here. <laughs> Hell yeah, I want to meet because <laughs> I love golf. I was actually in his restaurant right across from the way he lived, and I played golf over there a lot, but I never saw him. So he's in there with his family, a whole table, his wife, and he introduced me to everybody. He's taking pictures. He's like, you look great, man. What do you do? Blah, blah, blah. You <laughs> golf. And we just had a nice little conversation, and I went back to my chair, and then years later, he I was in his restaurant again. And he tapped me on the shoulder and he and I looked around. He's really he, he he passed away, but he was like five, six, he was kind of short. And I go, Arnie, and I put my arm around him. <laughs> and I'm like, how you doing? And I said, You probably don't remember me. I met you about three or four years ago. He goes, I do remember you. I wanted to come and say hi, see how you were doing. And yeah. that's that has nothing to do with him knowing me. That's he just saw me and yeah. came over. And so people look at you different. They just do. And yeah, I even just a simple thing like I worked in sales and I know that I got better sales because I kept myself at the level that I needed to keep myself at because people see you differently and they respect you differently. When they know you have a crazy regiment in your life, they know that you have another work regiment in your life that coincides with that, right? You know, for yeah. Bailey in, ju- in judging bodybuilding, I think I told you this, the judges reward people who work. Like if you look on stage and you see somebody and their body fat's high, you know they didn't do that extra cardio. You know they didn't diet that hard. When you got some out there that fat is gone and their shape is, they don't even have to have the best look. They'll beat you just because the, the judges are like, that person worked because they know how hard it is. Because mo- most of those judges all competed. So we don't, when you're, I'm serious, when you've been a, when you're a pro, you don't give, y'all know this, I don't give kudos for nothing. <laughs> okay? You earn every compliment I give you. So when I give you one, take it to heart because I don't give them that. I don't give them just to give them. If you sloughing off and messing around, you ain't going to hear me going, nice job. I'm going to be like, what is going on? <laughs> That's the way it should be, right? <laughs> well, because yeah. I'm not doing you any service, acting like you're doing something you ain't doing. So, so the judges are the same way. So, when, so for competing, you know, you know, as far as that's concerned, the judges really reward people for how hard they had to work to get in that condition that they're in. That's called conditioning when your body fat's low. They reward you for that. So it's like that in life. 
You know, you want to be a big, big, big boss, look like a boss. Mm. People look, people listen. You might not even know anything. They're going to listen to you for until they find that out. <laughs> like, wow, he looks great. 20 minutes later, he's kind of stupid. <laughs> but he looks great. <laughs> but you're going to get their ear until you, until you turn them off. But you at least get their ear at the beginning. And that's, but that's true, though. If you look at a person and you're impressed with them and the way they carry themselves, and they're, especially a woman, a woman in her 50s, 60s, and she still looks in shape, how do you how do y'all feel when you see that? Come on, man. Like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> they, show J, they show J Lo. The whole world stops. My God. I'm like, well, you think I hope y'all know she is besides the the few surgeries she has had, she's also working her behind off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Bailey, I'm actually I'm super excited for your whole journey. And I want to bring you on another time, maybe like down the road when you're we'll getting a, a we'll bit. talk about a workout. We'll talk about yeah. uh We'll talk about a workout. We'll talk about where you are and, and how you felt up to that point, and then bring some pictures in. Oh yeah, I, my befores are crazy even now, but I can't imagine once I get closer to. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for this journey. I'm excited to see where you go, and I want to hear all about it, especially like when you do your competition, because I hasn't really actually been like a super big interest of mine. But I don't know, seeing your journey might change my. <laughs> about it i don't know we'll see but thank you so much for coming we'll get on. her we'll get her Bailey. we'll get her <laughs> yeah. hey you we ain't getting any, hey, <laughs> we ain't getting any younger <laughs> there, i'm telling you, i'm like wow okay. hey after this birthday you can't compete in the 30 30s and younger <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we'll change that. No, you can, but you qualify for the 40 and over. <laughs> Great. You qualify for the 40 and over in a birthday, that one birthday. <laughs> okay, let's do let's compete this weekend before my birthday. I know, right? <laughs> no, this has been fun. I, I love having these conversations. I mean, this is becoming such a great passion in my life and I want it for everybody else. I want them to be able to change their lives because they can choose to make a difference in their own lives and it's up to them. So thank you so much, Bailey. Thank you, Coach Adrice, for this awesome conversation. And I can't wait to have another one with you guys. For right. sure. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'll see you in a little bit, Bailey, about an hour. Thanks, guys, for joining us today for Fitness Friday. I hope that that was helpful. It was kind of fun to bring Bailey on and just hear a little bit about her story. We've heard a little bit about her over the past little bit, and they're trying to talk me into doing a competition. I'm not sure I want to go that far, but, you know, we'll see where, like, where my journey takes me. But... Hopefully this was good for you guys. If you guys are thinking about doing any competitions or just bettering your lives, take today, take this moment right now to change your habits, to be able to have a better life for yourself, because it really comes down to what you want for yourself. Nobody else is going to do it for you, you guys. And even these past two weeks where I haven't been feeling good and I've been sick and I kind of reverted back to some of those old habits you can see a huge difference in the way it makes you feel in the way that you feel about yourself. And I just want you guys to be able to see that you guys can make a bigger change for yourselves.
you don't have to go as far as I'm going or even how far Bailey's going, but you deserve to live your best life today. So I love you guys. Have an amazing weekend and I will see you soon.